Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nottingham Playcast. The podcast is about to begin. Please take your seats. Hi, this is Adam Penford, Artistic Director of Nottingham Playhouse. Welcome to the latest edition of our Amplify podcast. Our Amplify producer, Craig Gilbert, who usually hosts this series, is sadly now on furlough. Before he left us, however, he recorded some more wonderful conversations with some inspiring theatre makers. We hope you enjoy this latest episode. Hello, Amit. Thank you for joining us on the Nottingham Playhouse Amplify podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, the, the sun is shining. Um, so that's always a, that's always a bonus in these in these lockdown days, I suppose. Yeah, watching the sunlight through the window—that's uh, <laughs> that's how the hours go by. Um, <laughs> what does social distancing look like for you? What have you been up to? I I, I was reflecting on this um, a couple of days ago, and you know, I over the last over the last few years, I've I've very rarely been um, in 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 London where where my base is, you know, being being associate. Um, at, at the Royal Exchange and then being deputy AD at Birmingham Rev. I've, I've been doing um, a, lot, a lot of kind of commuting. Um, and in that time, I've, I've, I've had a, I've had a son. Um, so it, it's, it's made me kind of really, I don't know, kind of like focus on, um, on, on him, uh, and, and my, and my partner. And, and, um, it's an unintended consequence of, of, of the lockdown of, of, of spending time with them. And people always kind of go, you know, he's, he's about, he's, he's two and a half now, just, just a bit more than that. And people were people say this is the best time to, to spend with your kids, um, and um, yeah, uh, there's so much awfulness happening outside um, of, of our of our home. But um, it's it's made me kind of um, have it's made me be with my family, um, and there's nothing quite quite like it. So um, I'm very I'm very grateful <laughs> if, if that's a word to be used at this time. Um, of, 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 of immense craziness, um, is to spend time with the, with the, with the family. Yeah, it is definitely nice, and uh, I can tell you, like as a as a fellow father, yeah, people do tell you that's the best time, but uh, they'll also tell you that four and a half, that's the best time, or five when they start being really interactive, that's a great time. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's all the best time. Yeah, it's just yeah. brilliant. Uh, they're like they're like children. They're like real life pixies and fairies, aren't they? It's it's, it's, it's incredible, <laughs> just, and you know that like this because we're not allowed to go out. Actually, we've started to potty train. Um, uh, and, and, and that's, that's been successful in some moments and, and less so in others. Um, but you know, it's, it's the thrill of trying. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I tell you, when, when the moment comes where it all clicks, I don't think I've ever felt a greater sense of achievement in my life than when that happened. <laughs> I look forward to that moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you now, put all your other achievements aside. That's the one. That's the top of the mountain. <laughs> So uh, tell us, I mean, where are you, where are you from in the world? Uh, so uh, I, I originally um, the origin the origination of me uh, was in India. So I was born in India, born in Delhi, um, and my my father came over uh, in 1977 um, to to the UK, um, and we, me and my older brother, with my mum, came over in, in, in 1980. Um, and so I, I grew up in uh, a small town in West London called Southall, um, which uh, and I grew up on a, on a, on a, on a council estate. Um, 
So um, that's 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 where I kind of come from. And then I ventured out to 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 South London. Lived in South London for a little while, uh, and and I'm now based in in, in East London, um, and on on the verge of moving um, to to Birmingham um, as we kind of speak. So um, if if it, it feels uh, not only like in my acting days of traveling up and down the country, or also in my directing days, I'm, I'm going here, there, and everywhere. <laughs> and uh, where does your relationship with the arts start? Do you come from like an artsy family? Are there theatre people in your background? No, although like in, on, on my dad's side um, in, in in India, and we, we have absolutely no contact with them. They were they were kind of in the in the, in the film industry um, um, in, in Bollywood, but. Um, uh, so, uh, so I think there's probably kind of that'd be the the only connection, really. But you know, when I was when I um growing up, um, doing doing um astrology was 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 is quite a big thing um in in in, uh, in Hindu religion, um and and you know my 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 birth chart was kind of drawn up and it was kind of hinted towards the arts to my to my parents. So they so growing up, they really encouraged me to get to get involved in. In performing and and and, um, and 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 that kind of world, really, you know, a lot of Asian people may kind of go. Actually, you know, we it was the opposite. Our, our parents were trying to get us to focus on a, on, a, a, on a different path, whereas my parents actually, you know, you know, do do more arts, and I was then encouraged by by my by my older brother. So, uh, I, you know, I was I was kind of performing in school plays um, and then doing community arts in, uh, in, in my teens. Um, not necessarily during a youth theatre or, uh, or anything like that, but, um, but, but, but definitely performing. And then I, then I did one year at Buckinghamshire Chilterns University in High Wycombe. I did a film media, a one year of film media video production degree. Um, and then I got a letter through the post um, when I was kind of about 18, 19, um, from the uh, now no longer London Disability Arts Forum saying that a, um, that a company called Grey Eye, and of course at that time I couldn't, I couldn't even pronounce it because it was G-R-A-E-A-E, but there was a company um, that was looking for deaf and disabled people to participate in their training course called The Missing Piece. Um, and I, I applied for it, um, had to do a, a, an audition first, a group audition, um, and then, and then do an interview um, with um, the course leader Ali Briggs and Jenny, um, the artistic director of of Grey Eye, uh, and 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 got on. And you know that was that was like a that was like a a, a kind of crash course in life, really. Not only just the arts, but in life, because you know, nineteen, you know, at university, you kind of get up when you want to and, and do all of that. Suddenly, I was having to commute from Southall to the, the missing piece course was was based at. Um, Sadler's Wells, um, uh, to, and, and getting into that routine and, and that rhythm, and, and, and basically, you know, learning learning the life of, of what it what it's what it is to be in, in our in our industry um, at, that, at that kind of age, and, and, and you know, uh, picking picking up sign language um, because I got I became very very friendly with a performer called Jason Taylor, um, um, and and really. Understanding what the what the aesthetic of access truly kind of meant, uh, and, and 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 seeing that personified, embodied through the work that we were kind of doing, and yeah, it was it was it was, it was just you know, if it wasn't for Jennifer Grey, I you know, I I, I don't kind of know where I'd be, 
Um, so, um, but here I am. <laughs> had you at that point already decided that you were going to try and make your living doing this, that this was going to be your career, or did that come during the the training process with Grey Eye? I, I would I would kind of say not even during the training process. I think it was just a pump, to be honest. Um, I think you know I, I still have the acting bug from from doing it from 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 my younger days, and uh, I could have continued on my degree course, but. Um, I spoke to um, um, the, the people I was living in in the halls of residence and kind of going, you know, am I making the right choice? And they were like, well, you know, it sounds as if you as if you want to kind of do this thing. And at that point, I'd already kind of committed to um, living with some of some of them in, in, in the second year in a, in a house and then kind of signed up for that. So there was a whole lot of kind of complication in and around that. So, but you know, th- them saying it, my family saying it, and me just instinctively feeling I've, I've got to give this. Um, this is a chance, it's an opportunity that I don't, it just felt different the, the opportunity felt different and, and it, I felt as if I had to kind of go with it and it was six, it was six months of, of, of training which which um, which I did and then there was a tour um, so uh, I was directed by, I hate saying this, it's, it's like the late Philip Osman it's really weird, Philip is not around um, who was an absolute genius um, he directed uh, me and, and some of the other um, graduates um, in a production of Wojtek. Um and you know, I, I remember one time when he was he was kind of directing, and I just I you know I was fascinated by by, by everything really, and I, I I asked if I could sit in, if I wasn't in the scene to kind of watch, and he was very <laughs> generous. He went, yeah, of, of course, and then he would direct, and then I I there was one moment that I I, and I was going, I wouldn't do that, Philip, you know, the actor, right? Um, no, I wouldn't do that, Philip. And I, and and he he was like, yeah, okay, no, that's absolutely an interesting idea, and and kind of carried on. And I said, well, what, Philip, what would happen if you did this? And then you know, I, I I did far too many of those, not knowing the etiquette and the, the stage management. How much do you want to do? you want to learn lines or something like that? And you know, not thinking of anything of it, um, I, off I went learning my lines, not really not realizing how rude I'd been. Um, but then you know, um, F- Philip kind of mentioned to Jenny as well. You know, um, he's got he's, he's bugging me uh, in rehearsals but he's he's obviously got something he's got a, he's got a keenness for for directing as well so you know um so so that that, that opportunity kind of kind of came about with initially with 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 gray eye um then with um immediate theater based in hackney um uh you know done done stuff for tamasha and you know just just as as i was performing as i was acting i was getting the, like, getting these opportunities so you know I know it, it sounds as if I kind of bundled my way through um, the, the the opportunities, and I, and I kind of did. But you know, going back to your thing of did I think was there a career at me? Abs- abs- absolutely not. I was I was doing it um, for for the for the for the hell of it, um, really. Um, and I was, I was just really really fortunate that that um, other directors and other theatre makers were looking at what I was doing and and, and um, going, you know, um, he's someone that we can we can kind of work with. Um, and, and, and develop from there, really. Obviously, at the moment, we're all stuck inside. Uh, so I've been asking the people I talk to on this podcast when uh, we consider, like, 
the, the formative years of your career and practice. Uh, and obviously, a lot of that comes from training and interacting with other practitioners, which isn't really an option a moment at the moment. So I've been asking, were there any particular books or resources that were important to you in those formative years of your career that you might think uh, people could have a look at now while we're all stuck at home? Uh, you know what? That's a terrible question to ask me. I, I, I mean, because I'm, I'm a person, I'm a doer. I learn by doing. Yeah. I learn by doing, really. So, so I, I, you know, I suppose like in my in my acting in my in my acting days, um, I, I was reading Stanislavski and um, uh, and uh, Noel Gregg, who who wrote a book around playwriting. Um, I was kind of reading that because it was it was it, it was a book that was actor uh, focused uh, and 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 kind of like you know the idea of playwriting and developing and theatre making. He's got some really he had some really interesting exercises and stuff. Um, in, in his in his kind of books, but not 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 really. I didn't I didn't um, I didn't really read um, a, a huge amount, and I suppose that's because my, the my pathway wasn't um, academic in a way. You know, it was it was through grey light, and then and then working with um, organisations uh, and and learning learning on the job and, and watching directors in the room um, uh, and. Um, Taking the the brilliant things that they were doing, and you know, and I say this with respect because I know what my rehearsal is like. It's kind of going that's something that I that I wouldn't do, or adapting what they were doing uh, uh, to 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 my to my practice, whether I was a performer or a, uh, or a director. So yeah, I'm sorry, Claire. I can't kind of go. Oh, this this book really kind of helped me, and, and that would be really really useful um, uh, useful to do uh, whilst whilst people are in um, in, in lockdown. Um, yeah, it was it was just a case of doing really, and having the opportunity to do. You know, being really lucky to have that opportunity to do. And you have that experience with uh, Philip Osman, uh, Osman, and you're uh, fascinated by the process of directing. When do you start to take the first steps to becoming a director yourself, and how does that happen? Um, yeah, I, I mean, it was it's through it's I, I did it through opportunities really. That that kind of came up, and I think I think um, timing was a was a really important thing. So you know, um, once 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 I kind of s- saw what Philip was trying to do, and, and thought, you know something that I can do, but at that at that particular moment in time, I was still trying to have a have a an acting career, which uh, which was my focus. I, I kind of assisted Jenny on uh, on on a production of The Changeling for for, for Grey Eye. And then, you know, I mentioned um, immediate theatre and Joe Carter gave me a kind of like dual role of performing and, and, and directing. And, you know, perhaps I didn't realise it at the time, but, you know, those those opportunities were, were incredibly helpful because in, in, in a way, um, they, 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 were, they were opportunities that weren't in the limelight, you know. So I could, I, I could learn in a pretty safe environment, uh, in, a, in a very trusted environment. And um, support support actors um, with with questions that you know the director at that particular moment might might be too busy in, in doing or, or they're not feeling confident enough to ask those kind of questions. So almost you know having that relationship as an assistant with the, with the actors um, to understand their where they where they were with their with their characters or where they were just in, in general life really because those things really impact um, on 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 performers in the in the kind of rehearsal room. So. So finding 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 your status within the room uh, was was is, is really really important. Um, 
And then, you know, uh, I worked with, uh, with, with Christine uh, Landon-Smith at, at Tamasha um, through, they, they set up a design direct um, program. So it was like a two-week program and, you know, early career designers, early career um, directors, m- matching them together, having a focus of, of, a, of a play. And, and our play was Child of the Divide, um, who, uh, written by um, Sudha. Um, and... On, on the one hand, we the directors would be mentored by Christine, and and um, and the designers uh, would be uh, uh, would be mentored by Anne uh, and Mays, and um, yeah, it was that 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 was probably that was really really important because you know at that point I hadn't had the conversations with a designer on a play, um, and again it was a really safe environment, um, being and then being mentored by. But it's not Anne, it's Sue. Sue may be mentored by Christine and Sue. Uh, was was just was just in, in, invaluable. Um, and then you know, I, I keep coming back to Grey Eye because they 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 were the they were the ones that were, that were interested in investing in me and um, uh, and, and my craft and uh, my development. So I I, I was assisting uh, with Jenny on some outdoor productions as well. And then you know, um, her and Bradley Hemmings got the the. Uh, the, the big sports day gig that Jen likes to call it, and the opening ceremony of the Paralympics, um, and that that would leave a bit of a gap at Grey Eye artistically. Um, so so Jenny kind of, um, along with Judith, who was the exec director at the time, said, "Would you would you be interested in uh, in having you know a, a, a short term contract with us, um, but but you know helping us managing us." Through um through that time that Jenny's not uh, Jen, Jenny's not around and, and looking at you know minding the fort artistically uh, at that particular time so uh, I you know I, I kind of jumped at the chance and I said yeah I, 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 absolutely because you know at that particular time frame you know I I could also feel my body not 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 being up to the rigors of of, of touring. You know, physically, I, I, could, I, could, I could sense a change in, in myself. I, I, I had to find an alternative. I had to find an alternative um, pathway. And I, I still wanted to keep in with the arts. Um, and um, I, I would love to have kept performing, but it, but it was taking a physical, physical toll on me. So, so that opportunity kind of came at a, a really important time. It was supposed to be quite a, a low-key year for, for Grey Eye in, in that 2011-2012 period. But, you know, we ended up doing one of the largest outdoor productions um, that was artistically led by uh, deaf and disabled artists, um, which was Prometheus Awakes in collaboration with La Fuda del Spouse. And that was part of the London 2012 festival too. Um, so it wasn't, a, it wasn't a quiet year. And, um, you know, we, we, I, 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 along with the, the brilliant staff at the company, did, we didn't we didn't bring the we didn't bring things to a halt um and so you know i i, I became um a, a associate there on a more permanent level and, and um and and you know jen was very generous kind of you know what what do you want to do you know how do you want to kind of develop and because of my experience of, of being a performer and developing scripts um i kind of you know the writing side of things would be really really interesting so we kind of, you know, collaborated on 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 developing a um, uh, my my kind of job description in a way. Yeah. Um, so so those 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 are the opportunities that have, that have kind of that kind of come about. Um, and and is that is that when you came up with right to play? Is that when that when that happened? You know, um, 
yeah, I mean, the, the, the delivery of it, certainly. I, 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 you know, I, 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 it'd be very, very naughty of me to kind of go right to play was, was kind of my idea. It was, it was developed initially with, uh, by Alex Bolmer and, um, uh, Carissa Hope Lynch, who were literary managers before I was, and they, they'd kind of be bubbling together to kind of, um, develop, you know, to kind of like, you know, they identified that there weren't a lot of, <laughs> and still aren't, a lot of deaf and disabled writers writing in our industry. So, um, so that, so that, so that idea was kind of bubbling away. And so, the, so they kind of had a rough shape of a, of a program put together. And I suppose when I, when I kind of joined, it felt like, you know, and, and the, 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 the next step was, was to kind of implement it. Um, and we, we, we applied to Esme and, and we got funding, um, funding for it. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was around the delivery. So getting the partners, you know, selling the program, you know, selling the program um to to the partners um uh, right now we live in a really different um climate to what 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 how things were even five ten years ago and what i mean by that is around is 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 around diversity and um the creative case for diversity the arts council you know um put for mpos you know it's it's really not a long it's really not a long thing um so I think I think right to play and, and and the creative case was were were roughly around the kind of roughly around the the same sort of time. So then organisations really did have to think about um, being representative um, of 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 their communities, however one wants to kind of define that. So, um, but it, but it, but it was it was it was it was still a, it was still a sell. And that wasn't that wasn't necessarily because of the, the 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 people who I was talking to didn't want to do it. It was more because it was a pilot program. It was the first year of of the program, so it was it was still a relative unknown uh, at that time. A program a program like that, um, and the and you know how that had the components of what that program would would be was was still was still an unknown. So it's not it, the desire not to do it. I don't mean it kind of like that, but I mean like you know how how is this actually actually going to work? And we were learning as an organisation, Grey Eye, um, you know, around all all sorts of stuff, um, including including access, you know. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was an amazing program, and it's still it's still going on. The legacy of it is is really fantastic. Um, but 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 you know, there's it's it's still needed, really. It's 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 still kind of it's still kind of needed. The the piece of work that stands out in my mind as as coming from that program was Cosmic Scallies by Jackie Hagen, mm. which you directed, didn't you? Yeah. That, that, that did come through right to play, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah. And 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 before and before that, Jackie, she wasn't a theatre writer, was she? She was a poet and performer, but I don't think had written plays before. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if you can you talk a little bit about about that relationship and making that play because that play was great um thanks thanks so much um i mean jack ja- jackie is just i uh, just she's phenomenal she's you know um just an incredible talent really i think i think there's there's a lot of people who who, who can talk about being working class and, and and can and can really have the vernacular uh i see the word vernacular as a middle class person um but you know who could really sh- just formulate sentences and words and ideas so succinctly and just so naturally like 
it was it was a it was a revelation having her on on the on the program, um, and you know she, she she kind of she kind of probably still kind of maintains that she doesn't get plot and, and all this kind of stuff, but you know she absolutely does, and so I, I'm sure a lot of writers can relate to this. A lot of it's about confidence, and and that's artists in general, but you know particularly particularly writers, it's it's about it's about confidence and. Um, really trying to articulate what you're trying to articulate, which which Jackie can which Jackie can do, and you know when you start talking to her about just what you're saying this in this kind of way, she'll go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you're right, I am. I mean, that's that's what I mean, how how natural dialogue kind of um, kind of comes to her. But she 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 originally wrote something as part of what we kind of termed the showcase, so you know like a sharing of 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 the year's work and and, and the writers were working on a full length draft and which which yeah a section of that. Uh and, and Jackie Jackie wrote this like, you know, brilliant um uh full draft full full draft of a of a play. Um and then like a couple of months later, once we had our internal conversations um around how we wanted to move forward with, with each individual writer, Jackie said, I don't want to write that play, I want to write this play. And then and that's and that's how Cosmic Scallies kind of just kind of landed. Um, on, on our desk and, and I just went, we, we, we've got to do it. More so than anything, Craig, you know, um, we, I, I, I personally believe, uh, and I, I'm, I really, really strongly that, you know, the pro programs have to have an outcome. Um, and, um, we, we have, we have to, we have to really put our money where our mouth is. Um, and I, I was really keen of kind of, Having and there were there was there were some there were brilliant plays from 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 other writers on on the program, um, and I think like for me the the thing that that really hit hit it for me with with Jackie's play was it was talking about the disabled like invisible experience, you know, um, and especially people who who had come and seen the play who's who who brought their Parents or family members or friends who wouldn't normally come to the theatre, but they'd seen it, so you need to see this play. They were saying, "Oh, that's my story on stage," you know, um, and that's that. That's the thing about sometimes we can get caught up in trying to have the perfect play, but actually, it's not about the perfect. It necessarily isn't about the perfect play. It's about why that story now. Why that story now? Yeah. Absolutely. I think there is. Um, and I, I think um, I mentioned this in a previous conversation I had on one of these podcasts. I think um, we sacrifice a lot uh, of good plays for plays that we want to be perfect. And I think the whole economic structure around commissioning and timelines is is really skewed in making theatre an art form of the moment because of that, really, because we take too long and we're looking and we're looking for perfection. And because of that, we miss plays that are right for right now. And it's, and it's, it's about what, what, what lens, whose lens is is judging that piece of work. You know, like it, it's 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 kind of like you know, um, how can we dissect what it means to write the perfect play? You know, um, is it are we talking about structurally? Are we talking about tonally? Are we talking about the, the? There's so many variables that kind of go into that. But yeah, like I said, and like you're saying, you know, sometimes we get too bogged down in trying to create the perfect play. And to be honest, you know, uh, hand on heart, I kind of go perhaps perhaps that mindset with Jackie's play actually wasn't as useful. You know, um, trying to push push um, 
certain scenes and, and, and certain moments to kind of make it perfect and actually, you know, um, something that, you know, consistent like Jen and uh, Sarah Frankham or when I was working on the play and, and, and Sean now, he goes, sometimes what you've got to do is you've just got to not worry about the stuff that isn't working, but focus on the stuff that is and make it even better. Yeah, I wonder if we can uh, just uh, switch now and just talk a little bit about process. So can you tell us what does the first week in your rehearsal room look like? Sat down with the with the play um, and we do a version of unity and action um, the, 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 the play. So, we, you know, the, 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 we do a read through of it, um, share the set, have a bit of a laugh. <laughs> Try, try to keep it as, as jovial and, 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 and as light as possible. Um, uh, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I think um, actors are great problem solvers. Um, so um, for me, for me, the, the process of, of sitting down and talking about the play um, is, is one, as a director, to, to listen to, to the response and kind of go, oh, okay, that, that, that bit of the play is kind of making sense and this is a bit of the play that we need to kind of work on a bit more. Um, for the artist to throw you know, the questions around why is this why why is this happening now or I lo- I love this moment this is you know when I read this moment in the play I was like oh I can't wait to perform it and and and, and all of that and I suppose then we 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 start to kind of like yeah like I say unit and, and kind of action and what I mean by action is not like I not to the degree of I um, seduce I reject but just going um, what's what's going on in this section of the play and and to go through the lines and kind of go you know this is this is this is the way that we're this is the way that we're heading um and then identifying if we need to make any suggested cuts um to to the to the piece of work uh, or not um we don't make and you'll you'll do that in conjunction with the actors will you yeah 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 um and if the if the writer's there then you know definitely definitely with the writer i what i what i don't tend to do is go we'll just cut 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 and then tell the writer afterwards you know maybe every now and again that kind of happens um it, de- it depends what it is but if it's a if it's a particularly big thing um or if it's 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 a bit it's a big chunk i kind of say to the performers you know I, i'm gonna i'm gonna check in with the, with the writer in and around this yeah uh, yeah the, the, it's, it's it's essentially getting to getting getting to know the getting to know the play um and you know I'm, i i i still feel as if as if i'm learning so um, when when I directed One Under recently, um, every every morning um, I would do a check in with with the performers um, before we even did any warm up or before we did anything. We just go. I, I actually I say the actors. It was with the room, including stage management, including the support worker, um, and and anyone else who was in who happened to be in the room if they were observing to kind of have, so how are you and what have you been doing or what have you been getting up to. Um, and that, that, that could take half an hour of the, of, of our time, but I, it, it was a, it, it just allowed us all to kind of be in, be in the space, be in the room with each other to listen and, um, and, and just to say how we were feeling. But also there was no pressure to, so sometimes some of the actors will kind of go, you know what, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'm all good. And that, and that's also totally fine. Um, so I've started, I, I've, I've started to do that. I, I, I tried that out. Uh, tried it out like if it was a thing, but I just like it was more just to kind of there's lots going on in people's lives, you know, and um, it's 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 important for people to feel comfortable that they can share what they what they want to share and kind of go man about a shit morning, 
um, but I'm here now and, and I'm ready to kind of I kind of work. Um, so and we, we we did that. I mean, I, I did that every every day for for, for rehearsals. Yeah. So that I'm, I'm and I'm going to put that part of part of part of my process now because I think it's a it's a it's, it's a really it's a really powerful thing. I think people people just saying how they are and sharing. Yeah. But the first week, going back to your original thing, Craig, the first week very much is about getting to know getting to know that play, and and when we're ready to start to start moving to start moving around with it. And uh, obviously, alongside um, actually making theatre in that direct sense and working on productions, you've uh, held positions with uh, three different companies now. Obviously, you've mentioned the associateship at Grey High and you were an associate at the Royal Exchange. And recently, you've become, you've uh, uh, taken a senior leadership role at the Birmingham Rep. And I just wonder if you can describe uh, or tell us a bit about why you made that decision to sort of take over the a macro vision of a building, uh, if you like, alongside your practice as an artist and the work you're making. I think fundamentally, what what it what it came down what it came down to is the the the, the politics of 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 making work uh, and the, and the politics of um, being being an artist. You know, it was very much rooted in 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 my work with 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 Grey Eye. Um, particularly around the the, the access and, and and that that kind of aesthetic, um, and I it was it, it's it's that I wouldn't say mission, but it's 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 definitely a, you know that kind of declaration of kind of going we we can do this on a on a on a macro level, and when when as I mean you know I was at the exchange as part of the change maker scheme and arts council's change maker scheme, um, so I was I was there close to for like two, for two years, having having worked. Outside of a, of a building, and looking from the outside, you kind of go. These buildings are kind of impenetrable in a in a way. Particularly if you're if you're from a marginalised group, or you feel your voice has been marginalised as an individual. And so, going on to the other side of other side of that, looking at how the machinery kind of works, and trying to understand that um, it's 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 a it's it's really it's a really really complicated business. Particularly with 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 the Royal Exchange and with the rep, you know the the, the need and necessity of, a, of of an income. I suppose I I I didn't appreciate that as much from being on the outside as I as I as I did in. I think that's all only going to be a natural natural kind of thing. So the 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 for me the reason I suppose I I wanted to go into the exchange and, and take I take on the role of deputy of of, of the rep. Come, basically comes down to going that 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 venues are um, they need to be mirrors of their communities and how do you how do you balance that up when when there's so many communities within a a city and I think that's 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 a that's a really big challenge but I think that's a really really exciting one and I for me it's 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 not coming in with any answers it's it's pushing questions it's Giving what I, you know, what ex, what experience and expertise and thinking that I have to it that forms part of the answer, but knowing that there are other people uh, out there who who can who can also input into into helping our industry in a way, whether it's venues or all organisations, to become more representative. That 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 word for me, representation, is just hugely important. It's it's diversity, yes. But representation 
is 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 is, is, is for me is a fundamental. Whether you're a small organization, a large organization, or an organization in the middle, it has to be about representation. Otherwise, we just might as well just all pack up and go home. And can you uh, tell us about some of the ideas that you're exploring with your colleagues at the Rep to bring representation to the heart of the theatre? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, we're being very much guided um, by, by the community. You know, um, in, the, in the 2011 census um, that was done, um, 47% were, you know, from uh, an ethnic minority background. That was that was the percentage of of, of, of Birmingham, um, uh, and we need to we need to reflect that within the organisation. Um, uh, and you know, the rep has done huge amounts of work when it comes to diversity. You know, it's done a heck of, it's done a heck of a lot, um, and we just we just need to build on what's come before. And, and, and continue doing what we're what we're doing. So we're looking at us as a, as, a, as an organisation and making making sure that we're, we're representative back backstage. Um, it's it's not necessarily easier, but you know, on stage, the the, the look of it is is a bit more easier to do um, for, for organisations. But you know, we're we're trying to work a, a much more holistic approach uh, in in and around that. It's it's also it's also you know building on on the work that um, from my experience with Grey Eye and also with with with, with Rep's experience with Ramps in the Moon to to start implementing um, access um, as 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 second nature and again the Rep's done a huge amount of work before I kind of arrived to there but 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 kind of continuing that and then and then like looking at our education, looking at um, our community, looking at our artist development, looking at the representation that we have across um, um, the artists that we're commissioning. It's, it's, these are all very, very live conversations. And I say, I, I'll say one, one other thing, Craig, you know, um, we're, we're, even, even in lockdown, um, I'm, I'm currently in like conversations with, with, with uh, an, an umbrella organization that works with neighborhood arts forums. And basically, we're we're just going. What do you what do you what do you need? What what are, in terms of your art arts forum? What do you need? And so, I've got a list of the artistic requirements for these arts forums, and then the civic requirements of the arts forums. And you know, I'm going to bash that out um, to the organisation to see who who of of our staff is able to able to help, um, whether it's with marketing, whether it's for with you know um, uh, with with food banks what, what, whatever it is because we we as a venue have a, have a resource um, that we should be using and resource doesn't necessarily just mean rehearsal rooms and, and office space actually it, it means it means people skills knowledge and expertise um, and it can even mean a car right now um, to to drop off and deliver and, and deliver food or, or you know whatever kind of equipment so. You know those 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 things are, are you know I'm, I'm really really passionate about um, uh, and um, and, so, and so and so is the organisation. So I, I, I don't know. Does that does that kind of answer like you know is that is that give you give you give you give you give you a glimpse as to as to how things are are organically coming about, but also how we're looking at it from a, a more strategic kind of like strategic um, perspective. And it feels 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 crazy in a way because we. Even though it's almost a year since since both mine, Rachel, and Sean's appointment at the at, at the rep, it it, it 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 feels like we've just started. <laughs> I, um, 
it really, it, I mean, it, it, it really, it really, really does. Um, because, uh, be, be, just, 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 just because a, a year sounds like a long time, but a year actually isn't, you know, a year, a year actually isn't. Um, and we, we made some inroads in what we've wanted to kind of do. And, and there's, there's, a, there's a whole lot more that we'd, um, that we, that we'd like to do. And, you know, hopefully like the, the, the associate artists that we, that we, we, you know, we announced with our, um, was our, our season launch is, 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 a, is indicative of, of, of the way that we, we want to go, you know, as well as, you know, our, our, uh, uh Tanika was, you know, new writing associate, the values, you know, casting and, you know, um, just, yeah, just to, just to kind of make it, make it as, 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 as open and inclusive as, as, as possible. Great. Um, and this has been a fascinating conversation. Thank you for taking the time. I just have a couple of quick questions to finish off with, if that's all right. Yeah, man. Can you tell us about the last work of art that absolutely blew your mind? I have to say that I, 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 I absolutely love the Lovely Bones. Um, I hadn't seen it before. Um, and, uh, I, I haven't read the book and I thought the production was just outstanding. Um, that, that, that perhaps is kind of rep related. Outs, out, outside of that, uh, I don't to think. This probably doesn't answer the question. I mean, this, this will, it's a really hard, it's really hard to answer. Um, the only, I tell you, the only moment that I've, I've felt like standing up and applauding was watching Catherine Hunter um do um fragmented at the young vic um and it was a mono it was a monologue that catherine did and it was just it was just simply sensational and the only reason why i didn't because i i suddenly realized that no one else would <laughs> so so I, I i had that kind of like aversion because no one I, it was it was i i've never seen anything like it on stage it was just simply sensational and I was completely star and awestruck when when um, Catherine played Bernardo and Bernardo Alba um, at, at the World Exchange because you know I I have never experienced anything like that. It was just simply wonderful. No, she is a remarkable, unique performer. There's there's no one like Catherine Hunter. Um, and finally, the question uh, I've been asking everyone is: Can you recommend something that we can all enjoy during social distancing? What can you What can you enjoy? The weather. I suppose, even though you can't, <laughs> even though you might not be able to get out, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy the weather. I think, I think what this, what, what this situation has kind of thrown up is, um, there's going to be a new normal, really, isn't there? Um, and, 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 in, and in many ways, there's, there's like a, there's like a blank sheet, uh, um, that has, that has come our way. And so, in, 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 enjoy, enjoy the blank sheet. Really, and pushing, pushing the conversation of of what that blank sheet, what what gets written on that blank sheet, I suppose. Enjoy, enjoy if you can your health. Enjoy, enjoy the little things. Really, enjoy the little moments that you're that you're having, um, because it's certainly such unprecedented time that um, if you can enjoy those little moments, um, whether it's looking at yourself in the mirror um, and you've got a funny face on and you can laugh at yourself. Or you're, you know, there's a moment over Zoom that, you know, improvises itself. Um, or if you're with, or if you're with family, uh, enjoy, enjoy the time and, 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 and moment with them. Uh, it's, it's, it's really hard because it's such a, it's, it is such a scary time, but, um, yeah, in, in, enjoy, enjoy breathing, enjoy living. 
at the moment is what I would is what I would say. Ami, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks so much, Craig. Stay safe, everyone. Thank you for listening to this specially recorded episode of the Nottingham Playhouse Playcast Amplify podcast series. To find out more about the Amplify programme or the rest of our work, visit nottinghampleyhouse.co.uk. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast for all the latest episodes as they're released.